<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. I'm sorry, sorry Coach, Coach Taylor. Taylor. Ooh, we're, we're still, still for real. Never meant to make the fan base cry or drop the ball a million times. I'm and sorry, Coach Taylor. Ooh, we welcome. We're still, whatever. Yeah, fuck it. Oh, we'll leave the outtakes in just for the fun of the listener. But welcome back to Fuck You, We, we like, like the Bengals. Bengals. I'm your host, Alex Schubert. Sitting across from me, as always, is Lloyd Johnson. <clears throat> welcome back, dude. You, uh... You're back at work now. Yeah, yeah. Dude. Back, uh, back full time. It's been nice being able to, like, you know. Have, have a that, daily schedule and yeah. structure and a, and a normal paycheck. Yeah. Did they miss you at the, at the old Cincinnati Zoo? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My uh, my boss, Rami, was like, dude, I'm so, or, you know, super. I know, Rami. He's like, dude, I'm so happy you're back. He's like, I, for, I had never paid attention to how many of the little fucking annoying things you did to keep up. Of course. So that was fun. Uh, yeah, just being back and having, you know. A thing to do. Yeah, besides just, just sit, here. sit at home and, well, I mean, you're going to sit here and watch fights all night, but like. Yeah, but before it was, you know, three days of me sitting here and the only person I'd talk to or only thing I'd talk to all week was Pepe. <laughs> that little fucker. She's adorable. She is adorable. Very excitable. Very excitable dog that likes to, that likes to just jump around and wag its tail too hard. Yeah, she's excited. Yeah, do you ever bring? Girl. You ever bring? Pe- of course. Do you ever bring Pepe to the? You ever bring Pepe to the office? You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't bring animals to the zoo. Cross contamination, Alex. You can't just. Oh yeah. Oh, that's true. Because you work in the commissary. So. Yeah. But uh, it's got to be nice to just like get back to like a normal schedule and not to sit around and. Yeah, I mean, just just like I said, the, it's it's fine to have like time off away from work or whatever but after yeah. a long enough time off it's not like i was able to just get up and go do whatever i wanted for most of it yeah <clears throat> so it just it was mostly boring it was it was it was a lot of uh so, watching shit on tv that i've seen a million times like oh yeah like that's kind of how i felt about stand-up during the pandemic oh yeah just being able to get back to it yeah 100 because i didn't like i've mentioned before I, I didn't do a single on stage set for four and a half months. I think my last set was at like a fucking brewery in Indianapolis. And then I was supposed to go up to Detroit for a weekend of shows. And then I got a message and I'm like, oh boy. So I was off for a while. And in a way, like you said, in a weird way, and this is going to go against the hustle culture people. 
in a weird way, the break was nice. Yeah. Just, I mean, anyone who goes in like the, that whole hustle culture, there's a time and a place for everything. There's a bit of that, but, you know, all things in moderation, including moderation. Yeah, I love that quote. Everything is good in moderation, including moderation. There's times to hustle like that, and there's times just to, you know, be a human being and realize that. Yeah. You have to, you know, there's other things you have to take care of in order to keep functioning. Because if you're only a comedian instead of like you have other things that you do, if you're only a comedian, that's what leads to 45 minutes of jokes about airline food. Yeah. Yeah. And instead of like, oh, my God, I'm a human being like experiencing life and like maybe like getting in a relationship or going out and having a job or being married or being single or dating or something like that. Yeah. Just life experiences are, I mean, that's fuel for comedy. It's... Exactly. I mean, that's what I try to do because I have every fucking job in the world. So <laughs> there's a stretch in my act where I'm just like, I do this job. I do this job. I do this job. I also do this job. And the crowd's like, what the fuck? Do one man. thing. Just be a renaissance man. Do a little bit of everything. I'm a jack of all trades. He's like, next year I'm going to work at the Renaissance Festival. Not what I'm saying, Alex. <laughs> all right. Renaissancefestival.net careers. What? That was insulting. <laughs> oh, boy. That's just me being a dipshit. You're fine. I'm fine. Uh, no, I had, I had a good weekend this weekend. Uh, this past weekend, I went to the Bengals game. Oh, yeah? So uh, I mean, that aside... Um, I we'll we'll get to the game in a little bit because oh boy, but on Sunday I got to DJ at the Bengal Gym tailgate. Yep. And uh, Lloyd was asking like, who who the hell's Bengal Gym? Well, I know, like, I know the idea. I've just I've known, I I couldn't tell you what he looked like, and I don't know like the scope or what all that is. So Bengal Jim, he uh. has had a uh, tailgate at Paul Brown Stadium for every home game since I believe 1993. God and it's been, like, it's been like a huge thing. They cater the shit out of it. They get tons of food, tons of booze. And it's just a fucking party. It's like probably a few hundred people show up. And where's it at? It's in Lot E. Okay. So uh, it's a, right. pretty really close to the stadium, actually. And I had previously run a uh, Bengals trivia night at 16 lots up in Mason. Shout out. Good people. Um. But I ran a trivia night up there for Bengals trivia, and then it was, like, sponsored by Bengal Jim. So, like, Bengal Jim was there. A bunch of super fans are up there. And which, by the way, there's a lot of super fans out there. They're fantastic people. A lot of good dudes. Do you think Bengal Jim knows Jungle Jim? I will have to ask him. <laughs> I believe they're in the same family. They're in the seems, same. Seems like it. Do you think Bengal Jim lives in Jungle Jim? Uh, yeah, that seems. that be taken a couple different ways. <laughs> Nah, man, Bengal Jim. He's such a good dude. He um, they were kind of running a, a toy drive for uh, Toys for Tots for Christmas, where they were like having people bring in like unwrapped toys and just like putting them in a giant box. They were gonna be donated to Toys for Tots, and I was there because I ran into him at the tailgate. And I'm like, I played. Uh, I was like, I did trivia for you guys at 16 Lots, and he's like, Yeah, I remember you. You did a great job, and I'm like, I'm the best or whatever. And uh, so I told him like I DJ part time, and I. I think I I forget who asked who, but it was, I, one thing led to another, and I got to DJ for Bengal Jim at his tailgate, and that's dope. I didn't get paid anything, but you know what? I was happy to do it. Yeah, I mean, worked for tips. And got to go for part, you know, go party anyway. And I got to go party, and I got to hang out and meet a bunch of people, and 
And because like you see, like you're a part of Hootenay Nation, yeah. which by the way, I want to shout out Lloyd Johnson for an excellent burn he made on Thursday. Because uh. the Steelers were getting their fucking cheeks clapped. And someone's like, it's a good night for Steelers fans to go read or something. And what did Lloyd say? I said, Steelers fans can't read. You know that. You know that. Just I was like, I looked at him like, that's my boy. Yeah. And then, you know, we turned it into shameless promotion for the podcast. Yes, we did. Which did it gain us any listeners? Who's to say? Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. But let's hope so. Let's hope so. But nah, man, uh, the Bengal Gym tailgate was so much fun. And because uh, a lot of the fa- I was what I was getting, I was a lot of the fans in like in that group and like in some groups, they'll just post things just to sound angry. Like they'll just post the coldest takes you've ever heard. Like. Some people say, like, are we sure Joe Burrow's the quarterback? Or, yeah. or how many people were like, oh, with all the linebackers hurt, let's get perfect off the couch. I'm sure he... Oh, my God. I jokingly was like, let's get Takeo Spikes yeah, back bro. up here. No, it was very annoying. Dig up Chris Henry, throw him on the field. See what happens. <laughs> He'd probably be better than Stanley Morgan. I don't know. Stanley Morgan, block. well, I guess Chris Henry. Does he get to keep the coffin? Or... Um, He'd probably block better with it. I think so, too. Okay. Just put him in the, just put him in the slot, or in this case, the plot. Yeah. But there you go. There it is. Oh boy, too soon. Even though it was twelve years ago. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, I get to be a little morbid right now. It's fine. Yeah, I know. Because uh, you were saying, uh, so condolences to my friend Lloyd. Uh, just lost his grandfather. Yeah, longtime Bengals fan. I mean, he's been a Bengals fan pretty much since there were Bengals. Yeah, and, you were uh, saying that. Yeah, he just passed away the other day. So. Sorry to hear that, my dude. Yeah, that's... Uh, and you got to take him to a bunch of games and stuff. And... Yeah, um, I got to take him to, like, he went to a few with, like, work and stuff, but he just never really was a person who went down there. And uh, we took him down there to, I can't remember which game it was, but <clears throat> he was, he had mentioned he wanted to go, so I took him down there with me and Brian, and we got to sit in the handicap section with Brian. Oh, and, nice. Uh, yeah, so it wasn't overcrowded and people touching you and everything. So it, oh, yeah. He had a really good time, and he uh, he brought it up a lot after that. So Brought up that game in particular? Yeah, I mean, usually on Sundays I'd go over and watch the game with him. And like, remember that one time we went to the stadium? And- yeah, or like he'd tell people, like, oh, yeah, he, he came in, and they, everybody knew who they were because everybody recognized Brian coming in, like the way we went in, like the guys – you know, the event staff guys that worked in that little section. Nice. They would just kind of move everybody out of the way. Like, come on guys. <laughs> nice. But yeah, um, man, that does suck. But uh, did they win that game? I forgot to ask. Did they win that game? No, I don't think so. Ah, that'll happen. But he was, he was a very positive, like 
cheery kind of guy. Like the the perennial opt like the perennial optimist that you like the you, he had the perennial optimism that you need to be a Bengals fan. Well, I think he was one of those people. He just enjoyed watching football. It wasn't so. Oh, that's, much, I'm the same way. Yeah, to to him, he's like, yeah, yeah, they didn't win, but it was still fun. That's kind of like. Um, I don't think I've ever shouted out this uh, team ever, but I think it's a really good context too. That's kind of like FC Cincinnati mentality. I don't know, but I'll take your. It's like they're not very good, and they lose a lot of games. But it's a soccer game, and they're big soccer fans, so we enjoyed going, and we when we had a great time. Yeah, I mean, like he'd watch college football all day Saturday, you know, NFL all day Sunday. Yeah. So you know, he was like, kept telling me how good UC was all year, like like this year. Yeah. Win it, UC, if you're listening. Desmond Ritter, if you're listening. Luke Fickle, if you're listening. First of all, Luke Fickle, if you are listening. He's not. If you are listening, thank you for staying at UC. And I know you you barely follow college football. Correct. Yeah. Man, that was a hell of a carousel that happened with. Because people were like, he's going to leave. And then... You, I mean, I know you don't follow, but like, you should have seen some of like the contracts that these coaches got signed to. Yeah, I've, I mean, like uh, Thomas played for him. He's been on the yeah. You know, uh, so he he I hear bits and pieces from him. Yeah. No, Lincoln. Uh, I want to talk about a specific one in general. Lincoln Riley. He was Oklahoma's coach, <clears throat> but he got um, the USC job, and. I'm going to find these details here real quick, but it was just insane. It was, uh, it was something like $110 million, like not off the gate, yeah, yeah. But like over time. And they bought both of his houses in Norman, in Norman, Oklahoma, like $500,000 above value. They paid for a house of his in SoCal, 24-7 access to a private jet. Nice. It was nuts. And they just they were mediocre for years, and now they have Lincoln Riley because they want to be not mediocre anymore. I should have been a football coach. You should have been a football coach. But dude, you should have been a football coach, man. And if you had to bet, <laughs> if you had to bet on your chances of being a good uh, football coach, is there like a, a is there like a betting platform you would go to at all? I would use my bookie. You're goddamn right. Wilder Wilder versus Fury, Mayweather versus Pacquiao, electronic personalities that produced big fights and even bigger betting opportunities. This Saturday, <laughs> Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley. You know it will be no different. So don't miss out on the action. Bet the fight with my bookie. My bookie has the best odds and prop bets for Paul Woodley. The, uh, Paul Woodley two. I almost said Woodley the second because it said Woodley and then two Roman numerals. I saw it. <laughs> and you can start by doubling your initial deposit all the way up to one thousand dollars using promo code SportsDrink. That's double your deposit to double your funds and double the excitement for Paul Woodley uh, the sequel at My Bookie. As much as we'd. As much as we'd all love to see Jake Paul eat canvas, he's looked strong in previous matchups. Can you agree with that? I mean, he's not fought any. Yeah, like sure. <laughs> go go on. No, say, was, he hasn't fought anybody that's a good striker. So how would we know? Very true. And with Woodley taking this fight on short notice, all the odds are in Paul's favor. Do you agree with that? Yeah. 
Yep. Uh, back the problem child to win this rematch as he's sure to be the favorite. Don't miss out. Double your first deposit up to $1,000 by using promo code SPORTSDRINK. Head to MyBookie today. Place your bets, fill your pockets, and watch this grudge match get settled with Paul versus Woodley, the sequel. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. And you know what you shouldn't have bet on this weekend, even though I was like kind of tempted to? What the fuck happened last week? Cincinnati Bengals. No. No. Didn't go didn't didn't go so good. So after the Bengal Gym tailgate, which was a great time again, go to Bengal Gym's tailgate in Lottie. I'll be there again this weekend for the 49ers game. Alrighty. Uh it'll be a it'll be an absolute blast. We'll get to see Kay Adams rule be ruler of the jungle. Oh, is that the one that like is that the girl that everybody on Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. The one that like all the dudes like want to bang it's, so it gets real creepy. It does. And anytime she comes up, I'm like, well, I'm gonna just go ahead and scroll past this because it, it explodes. It just bums me out. Where I was like, dude, do you think if I like snuck in, I could sniff her chair? It's like, god damn it, guys, <laughs> just fucking. She's a human being doing a job. Calm down. Yeah, and she's having fun with it, and she's good at her job. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't. I don't. I haven't watched. I haven't seen what she does, but. <clears throat> I, it, the response that comes from it, it it's not encouraging. Just it, yeah. But I posted one day in in our group uh, a shirt like she wore like a some like dark sweater or something like that. So I photoshopped the words "I'm not fucking any of you" over that. Yeah, I saw that. It exploded. That was very fun. Uh it was it. Yeah, it's it's it, it's it's a little disheartening to. It is, especially when the dudes are just like. They comment like "damn" or "gorgeous" or "or or the 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 granddaddy of them all," as we say, when it comes to creepy Instagram comments. Stunning, stunning, stunning. It's like she's gonna see that and be like, "Let me look and see who called me stunning." <laughs> no, oh. you called me gorgeous. You called me stunning. Oh my god, so many bald dipshits to choose from. This one has like seven teeth. I'm excited. Ooh, my last boyfriend had 32. I need to downgrade a little bit. <laughs> nah, man. It's it's so fucking weird. I, I, like, I am so glad that I am not that dude on social media. The one that just comments, stunning. Yeah, I, I it's, I, I don't, I don't, I'm, it's, it's frustrating to watch. It's, like, I like to think that people are a little better. Sometimes, yeah. but they're they're just not. They're... Yeah, because when I showed shed she's the NFL Network's darling, she is very loved on NFL Network. She's very loved in the Bengals organization because she hypes up Joe Burrow. She's she's she rules. So she'll be here week fourteen, and I'm sure she will have armed guards on her at all times. Yeah, so if you need if you need private security, I know some people. Yes, we know some people. Uh, <laughs> just stay away from all the fans. Just like Bengals lost. Uh, 41 to 22. It started out horrible. Yeah. It was what? 24 to nothing at one point. Yeah. It was, it was real frustrating to watch the first half of that game. Yes, it was. And then they came back for a little bit. And at one point it was 24 to 22. And then they're driving down the field and then mixing. And this has been a theme for the entire season. Just disheartening 
game changing turnovers. Yeah, well, I mean, it's one of those frustrating things where you're like, he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Ball just got hit in a way that <clears throat> you have 250 pounds of person flying into the ball. There's no way to hold on to that. So Yeah. it's It was super frustrating. And then the dude, I forget who returned it, but his name does not deserve to be mentioned on this podcast because, <sighs> I mean, he didn't do anything wrong. He just broke our hearts. But that dude could not have had more of an open field if he tried. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what happens when you have it. You know, there's no one. Who, who else is supposed to be back there behind him? I mean, that's why nobody. That, that's where pick six. Happened. It's like, yeah, it's where the like Mixon was in the backfield. So there's not going to be an extra guy just in case Mixon fucks up. No, it was just couldn't have been couldn't have been worse. Like I, I was sitting with a uh, friend of the pod, Josh Isles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were hanging out at the game. We hung out and just sat and talked Bengals. So shout out to Josh for being cool and just let me hang with him. Like I paid like 30 bucks for seats and did not sit in $30 seats. Nice. Nah, I ruled. But I just turned around in my section <clears throat> and was just like, I didn't scream. I didn't, I wasn't like, boo. I'm just like, fuck. God damn it. And I just knew that's how the rest of the game was going to go. Because, like, early on, like, the the Chargers were leading by so much that they took the fans out of the game so quickly. Yeah, that that's a weird thing to watch happen when you're when you're actually there. Yeah. Just to watch everybody kind of lose, like, the the hype and, and you know, pep out yeah. of the crowd. No, nah, it, was, it was very disheartening <laughs> to watch. It was like you had that stretch where, like, um, like T. Higgins. We'll, we'll shout out some players that did well. T. Higgins smoked it. Looked Not, great. Nine receptions, 138 yards, and a touchdown. He was my guy that I predicted would be the leading receiver for the Bengals this year. Yeah. Uh, but for now, uh, Jamar Chase, other stats, Jamar Chase, five receptions, 52 yards. I mean, I know he's a rookie. Dude dropped a dime from Burrow. Yeah, I mean, but again. That throw was Perfect. Well, I would say it was in a... his. It was in his hands. I mean, it's. I, I'm not an NFL player. I'm not a football player because, like, all Jamar Chase, all Jam, try saying that five times fast. All Jamar Chase saw was just green. He had the ball in his hands. He had the whole ball in his hands. <laughs> I, I thought it. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna say it, and I'm not gonna be proud of it. And Lloyd's gonna give me a dirty look. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, you went for it. I went for it. Not proud of it, but I went for it. But he just saw green the whole way. He had the ball and just he looked away a split second too early. He didn't look he didn't look the ball into his hands and just flipped it up in the air just and I forget who was covering him, but he just snagged right there. He's like, Well, I guess I'll take it. Yeah. It was uh it was unfortunate. It was, again, an unfortunate turnovers, and and Burrow's other interception was in the end zone when it could have come back. Who knows? But um, I think Uzama was the target on that pass for the pick for the other pick. Uh, yeah, I can't remember for sure. But after that, immediately what happened after that was just a max exodus exodus of fans. Just and I knew I talk, I turned to Josh and like this is when you're going to see the mass exodus, just people leaving and. Going to the banks and just like, let's yeah. continue. Let's watch the 4 p.m. games. I don't give a shit about this anymore. 
Yeah, it's it's always it sucks to see it, but it happens. It sucks to see, and uh, I'm gonna <laughs> Colin Coward. I know he's a lot sometimes. Lloyd had, Lloyd did his uh, little eyebrow raise there, like oh. Colin Coward. He had a uh, he had a great take on the Bengals, and I actually kind of agree with it. He said the Bengals are a great team every other week. Yeah, because like one thing I wrote um, not too long ago uh was what was it <laughs> i had it and i lost it there it is i said rooting for the Bengals feels like either the best night of drinking or the worst hangover the morning after and there is no in between that's yeah fair because like they either beat the steelers 41 to 10 or just get reamed the very next week by the chargers yeah so let's hope they uh let's hope they pull it back this week and uh, I think it'll be a uh, it'll be a unique opportunity. Uh, it'll be an it'll, it'll be a unique opportunity at a statement game because the 49ers they're not a they're not a bad team at all. No. Good good defense, good in pass coverage. They have one of the rising stars in the NFL receivers in Debo Samuel. They have, I mean there are a lot of lot of good pieces there, so there are they don't have a they don't have Elijah Mitchell this week, which is Gonna be kind of nice, and I. Um, they might not have Debo. Uh, that is uh, potential. Who knows? I'm not yeah, too he's sure. Mark is questionable. Yeah, he is marked as questionable. Elijah Mitchell is officially out. Yeah. Um. Oh, I forgot to bring this up. This might have been the worst part of the game for me. Logan Wilson. Yeah. That sucks. Because I, I saw him being carted off the field, and I believe is he out for the year? Um. I think they just said it was separated. I don't know. Last thing I saw, because there was a, I saw one thing where someone said they believed that he had a torn labrum, and then I think one said it could only be, a, it might only be a couple weeks for a separated. All right, let's check this out. We do a lot of of prep research here at Fuck You Like <laughs> the Bengals. Uh, it says Logan Wilson could miss extended time with shoulder injury, and also Marcus Bailey and Tyler Shelvin are ruled out. So as already thin as you are at linebacker, to lose your clearly best your one. best piece, that's not good. Especially before a game where you got to cover the middle of the field with an incredible tight end in George Kittle. Yeah. Two very good receivers in Debo Samuel and I think one of the most underrated receivers in the NFL in Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of that dude. Even though this is a roast podcast, so fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. Fuck him. Yeah, every every headline on Logan Wilson just says like not so good update on Logan Wilson. So it's a very disheartening thing to see. Uh, and the theme for the Bengals all year has been no catastrophic injuries. Mm. They've been a healthy team for the majority of the year, which is why they've been able to compete with some very good teams, and they've been able to beat some very good teams. But you also just have to expect every year that that injury bug does get you at some point. So It does. And it it seems like for the Bengals, it's always that that star. It's just that one player that you don't want to go down. Like last year, who was it last year that went down against Washington? Devastating injury. His name's like on the tip of my tongue. Was it Joe Burrow? Yeah, I can't remember that kid's name. Yeah, but I think I've seen he's, him out there a few times, but yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, he's got potential. 
Yeah. No, like Burrow went down last year and <clears throat> and like Carson Palmer went down in the playoff game fifteen well, I mean, years ago. This one's not too bad. Yeah, it sucks that Wilson's out, but it could have been Trey Hendrickson. It could have been Yeah, it could have been a guy you paid fifteen million dollars for this year. Yeah, I mean so Hendrickson's been a fucking stud this year. Dude, yeah, he's a monster. He's been so and I remember reading like earlier in the season that he was like one of the worst free agent signings. Well, and it's panning out. Yeah, people like to say shit like that when he's getting to the quarterback and he's been able to he's been an integral part of that defensive line that was honestly revamped going into this year. Yeah, and doing great, so yeah, I'm trying to I try to look at it like yeah, it sucks that Wilson got hurt, but it could have been way worse. Yes. That being said, Trey Hendrickson does have a very mm. tall task ahead of them ahead of him this week. Yeah. He's got to go against Trent fucking Williams. Well, I mean, he's made other people that, you know, it's been more than once where someone's like, oh, he's not going to have a great game. He recorded a sack in, what, the last nine? Yeah. He's been a stud. I, uh, I, think, he's, I think he's up to the task. Yep. Um, some other final stats uh, before we get to uh, the Bernskis. Uh, Joe Burrow, 24 out of 24 40, 300 yards, one touchdown and two interceptions. Uh, there are a lot of people that even though because like go exiting the game, my thought was, oh, shit, people are going to because Herbert and Burrow were like the two guys in the 2020 draft. Like they're the clear stars Tua probably a couple steps down. He's been OK this year. Yeah, he's been fine. But Burrow and Herbert are the two clear stars yeah. of that draft. And I was going praying going into the game. I'm like, I want Burrow to win this battle so bad, just to like, just to give the the Justin Herbert hype train just a little bit of a yeah, just a little bit, a little of bit of an ego check. Yeah. And he couldn't do it. And then people were like, well, I guess Herbert won this battle, and they're not going to face for maybe two years, maybe three years. Who knows? Uh oh, you're good. I thought you overfilled that. Nope, I'm good at this game. You you are good at that game. I mean, it's a mason jar. So. But there were a lot of people that said that, um, including Dan Orlovsky. Shout out. Yeah. Uh, he said Burrow looked better on tape than Herbert did. Yeah, I, I mean, I think if you look at how they controlled what they were doing and how, I mean, what was what they were expect or what was expected of them at different times, I think Burrow showed a little more of what you want to see. I think that's one. I think that's where Burrow has an edge over Herbert. I think. Herbert is more of like a gunslinger, like likes to go for the big ball. But I think Burrow is the better of the two at just being in control of the game and being mentally in control of himself. And, you know, having an understanding of what's going on. And, and, you know, when you're seeing someone play from behind like that and manage it correctly and do it well, you know, you you start manning that comeback like they did. You start making plays that need to be made and you start, you know, even on a couple of the things where he has the option of checking out of something, he's sticking with the run, making sure that it was still going. Did a lot of things you want to see. Yep. Uh, Joe Mixon, uh, 19 rushes. You're right. 19 rushes, 54 yards and a touchdown. He had a, he, he played, he, he wasn't phenomenal. He wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination, but he wasn't overwhelmingly good. He wasn't overwhelmingly bad. Honestly, this does not surprise me. Did not surprise me at all. 
Because going into the game, the Chargers knew, like even though they have one of the worst rush defenses in the NFL, they knew that the Bengals were going to try to pound the ball with Joe Mixon. And like I was watching Mixon try to run, and they're just stuffing him. Well, I mean, we also had two guys on one side of the line out. True. So, I mean, I, I don't care what team it is. If, if you have, like, if you lose the one whole side of the line, your run game is going to suffer. Yes, it is. Even if it takes a week or only a week or two for everybody to adjust back. Yeah. Having Reef and uh, Trey out. Not good. Yeah, it just, it, you know, throw off the, the whole, especially because we run to that side more. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't expect him to have a great game, but. No. People, we were just looking at the statistics of, like, Mixon's been insane recently and the Chargers' run defense has not. So they were just looking for Mixon to have a good game, and he only got 54 yards out of it. Still got a touchdown. Helped his, helped his stack card a little bit. Uh, other receiving stats, like we said, T. Higgins earlier, nine receptions, 138 yards, and a touchdown. Jamar Chase, five receptions, 52 yards. Tyler Boyd, five receptions, 85 yards. Not bad. Look good. CJ Hughes, uh, three receptions for 20 yards. Uh, that pretty much kind of sums it up uh, as far as that Bengals game concern, is concerned. But now it's on to San Francisco. You have a decent offense, which is led by, uh, in my opinion, just a game manager. I'm very torn on Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean I don't know that I don't know that he ever had the opportunity to be in the type of offense that he's good for. What what kind of offense do you think he's good for? Like if uh I mean there's a re- reason Belichick wanted him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean like he, he I think he needs a coach that goes, "Here's what you got to do. Go do this." And then him understand what that means and be able to do it. Okay. Whereas I think where he's at now is his coach goes, go do this, just like this, like this, the way I said it right now. Yep. So, like, Jimmy G wants a system where he has the freedom to basically do any do what he thinks is best. Instead of Kyle Shanahan being like, this is exactly what you're doing, and I need you to do it to a T like I say you need to. Yeah. I mean, I think he... I mean, because he doesn't—he he doesn't get an option very often. He doesn't have as many chances to read the defense and and do what you know do what a lot of quarterbacks get the freedom to do. Okay, it's been a complaint even from uh, what's his face that got hurt and came back. Uh, it was a quarterback for for who? Alex, for San Francisco, Alex Smith. Yeah, <clears throat> even he said like it's kind of you have like a real like. I can't remember the the term. He, it was something along the lines. Of basically, he said he was like, you know, coaches had a joystick and you just were doing what they told you to do. Yep. So, I mean, I think it's kind of hard to judge Jimmy off of what. Yeah. What, I mean, I think. Like when. Uh, this screams system quarterback to me, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Well, I mean, but. Again, if, if, they were, if the reason that they got to the game was that they were good at reading and doing what they do and then they're put in a position where they're not it, you know they're not free to to make changes as they see fit or read the defense and play the way they play okay <clears throat> if they're just a this is what you're doing right now well then yeah you are just a game manager you are you're just yeah. a, you're just a piece in the you know 
it's not it's not on your talent it's on your coach okay is that making sense yeah i think so i don't because like jimmy g doesn't really strike me as a super talented quarterback i think what what people saw in him was his ability to read the defense and adjust okay i mean at least that's that's what i remember hearing about him early on like when he played for Belichick and Bur- yeah. and under Tom Brady, yeah, was they liked his ability to read and adjust in real time, which Plus, is, was what they saw in him in the first place. And he also got to learn under Tom Brady, who's pretty good. Not even, yeah, he's been fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, 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 he's he's pretty good. He's the fucking greatest of all time, and it infuriates me. I love it. He's it's infuriating. So here's the thing: I should hate Tom Brady, rich kid. Got to go to all the, you know, best camps, whatever. So you'd think, like, oh, okay, you'd be entitled. No, he's the, still the dude that shows up an hour early and stays an hour late. Yeah. Works. I don't know. That makes me like him. I don't Works know. his ass off. In, it's astounding to me because there's the stat in 21 seasons he's played, he's been to 10 Super Bowls. But let's take two of those years out. First year that I want to take out was his rookie year. Didn't play. Didn't play. The second year I want to take out was 2008 because in game one, he tore his ACL. Yeah. And he was out for the year. And Matt Castle played that year. Yeah. So you got 10 divided by 19 is over 50%. Yeah. That's, that's ridiculous. Insane. He's been to a Super Bowl. <clears throat> He's been to the biggest biggest sporting event <clears throat> in the world. Probably. I mean, yeah. Other than maybe some weird soccer shit in Europe, but whatever. I'd say the Super Bowl's. I mean, I'm biased since I'm a fucking libtard cock american yeah but over 50 percent of the seasons he's played over almost 50 percent of the years in this century yeah he's been to the super bowl that's ridiculous it's there's no way you're like joe montana fuck you stop it yeah but if you had to bet on how many more (laughs) if you had to bet on how many more seasons that tom brady would go to the super bowl is there a website you would go to? or I would go to my bookie. Damn right. Wilder versus Fury, Mayweather versus Pacquiao. Electric personalities that produced big fights and even bigger betting opportunities. This Saturday, Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley will be no different. So don't miss out on the action. Bet the fight with my bookie. My bookie has the best odds and prop bets for Paul Woodley the sequel. And you can start by doubling your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000 using promo code SPORTSDRINK. That's double your deposit to double your funds and double the excitement for Paul Woodley, the sequel, at MyBookie. As much as we'd all love to see Jake Paul eat canvas, he's looked strong in previous matchups. And with Woodley taking this fight on short notice, all the odds are in Paul's favor. Back the problem child to win this rematch as he's sure to be the favorite. Don't miss out. Double your first deposit up to $1,000 by using promo code SPORTSDRINK. Head to MyBookie today, place your bets, fill your pockets, and watch this grudge match get settled with Paul versus Woodley the second. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. So do you think uh, if, say, Tyron Woodley wins this fight, do you think his stock would rise at all? I'm certain that it would. I'm certain that it would as well. And if there was a website you go to to like invest in Tyron Woodley's stock, is there a website you would go to? I go to Symbol. You're goddamn right. 
uh, we have a new sponsor that you guys are going to love. Symbol is the stock market for sports no- for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your teams win, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join the 7,000-plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account. And when you deposit, make sure you use the promo code SD to make your deposit risk-free. Visit Symbol.com and use the promo code SD and your deposit will be risk-free. That means even if you lose money, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams. And if you wanted to talk about your sports knowledge on some on some live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and use, where you can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time, is there like an app you would download? I would download Spotify Greenroom. I would download Spotify Greenroom as well because like I just said, it is the live audio-only sports talk platform that is free to download and to use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. The realest time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. And you can even share your own experiences on the app. Uh, you can, Like we said, it's a free eye-only sports me- social media platform for sports fans. Start enjoying ongoing conversations and watch the games together. React to the biggest news, rumors, and games. All you need to do is download the Spotify Greenroom app free in the iOS app store. <laughs> create a profile. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the sports drink group. And follow us at FUWLT Bengals to be notified when the room goes live. We'll be going live at some time at some place. Yep. Come with your spiciest takes. Make them nice and spicy. Also, come. All over the place. Yes. But you know what we don't love here at Fuck You Like the Bengals? The, 49ers. the fucking 49ers beating us twice in a Super Bowl this year. Er, twice in a Super Bowl this year. Two Super Bowls in one year, both featuring the same teams. We are busy people. How have we not yeah. talked about this? I don't know. It's crazy. But... We're going to talk about the goddamn San Francisco 49ers right now. Let's start off with the mascot, Sourdough Sam. <laughs> looks like Stealing McBeam went into witness protection after that cheat clapping <laughs> mate, after he watched that murder Thursday night. <laughs> <clears throat> nah, that was a fun game to watch. I did start KJ Osborne last week, which is a pretty good start on my part. <laughs> I like this burn. Sourdough Sam looks like a mascot who wrote yell at Colin Kaepernick into his own job description. <laughs> I like that one. Libtard cuck! Uh, I didn't anticipate me saying libtard cuck twice in an episode, but I don't here think we anyone are. anyone did. If there was a site you had to go to to bet on to see if you... I would choose bet online. <laughs> okay. That doesn't... No. I would choose my bookie. I have a lot to edit out tonight. Have fun. <laughs> Denise York, the owner. She can only come if you're breaking down her bathroom door with an axe. <laughs> it's a Shelly Duvall joke. Yes. Uh, Denise York, or as, high, or as I call her, Paula McCartney. <laughs> 
No, I'm kidding. She is, of course, special needs Jislyn Maxwell. <laughs> she looks like what Courtney Cox should look like. Yep. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Denise York so thinks she's a cougar. No, she's more like Bob right there. <laughs> That's a visual you guys won't get, but. That's okay. But speaking of unsightly individuals, another owner, Ugh. John York. He looks like he would give you unsolicited advice about how to store or how to yeah, store used socks you purchased from his internet girlfriend that's for sure going to move in with him <laughs> once she gets a couple of things taken care of. I cannot get over his goddamn hair. It's it's no man that age and with that gray of a beard should have it, it's like literally a line. Yeah, it's it's like a bowl cut of color. He has browner hair than I do. You know what it reminds me of that like makes it so much more unlike it's like Steven Seagal, how his hair is like so impossibly like black. Yes. Where you're like, did you just rub shoe polish on your head? What? I'm convinced that what that's what John York does. Yeah, it's it's. Bro, just shave your head. No one should have a great head of hair at seventy. I don't know if I agree with that, but my grandpa had a great head of hair. He's 85. Okay, very true. I'm saying just let it be white. It's fine. Was your grandfather's hair white? Yeah. No. Um, John York's hair, He is. it is brown. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It should just let it be. Just be natural. You're, you're an adult. His beard is clearly saying, let my hair be white. I haven't even gotten my burn yet. I'm so mad at his goddamn hair. John York has the hair of someone who has a 40-year-old son named Jed. <laughs> I like it. Speaking of, Jed York. He looks like he Googles our employees' friends once a week, <laughs> hoping the answer changes. <laughs> and the general manager, John Lynch. Since retiring, John Lynch has taken a painting. Ooh, and an unsurprising amount of those paintings are of himself. <laughs> Does he actually have paintings of himself? Yeah. Oh, my God. John York looks like a guy who has photoshopped himself into a picture of Trump shaking someone's hand. <laughs> I want to be that. I want to be shaking his hand. Uh, I honestly cannot get over how ha- speaking of bad haircuts, I can't get over how terrible his haircut is. He's the only person on this planet who I wouldn't mind if he wore one of Nick Bosa's MAGA hats. He's got the Vince Vaughn hairline. Oh, yes, he does. I didn't even think Vince Vaughn had that like that little shit going forward. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. I mean, and, and that was like 2005 Vince Vaughn. That was yeah. like peak Vince Vaughn. Yeah. That was like dodgeball Vince Vaughn. Yeah, I mean, he's like the worst version of that. It's got to be worse now. Because I haven't seen Vince Vaughn recently. He was just at a fight the other night. Oh, nice. He's a UFC fan. I did not know he that. actually got called out by one of the fighters. I can't remember the kid's name. But afterwards, he was like, I don't care. I'll fight Vince Vaughn. Get him up here. <laughs> just being like silly. But yeah, it was fun. Coaching. Kyle Shanahan. He looks like Aaron Rodgers' skeleton. <laughs> That's all I had. Uh... Kyle Shanahan, the greatest coach in NFL history if Super Bowls were only three quarters long. <laughs> uh, and thanks to his ears, he heard me say that burn out loud just now. <laughs> I wrote like three ear ear burn, and I just didn't like any of them that well, so I just went with the, but yeah, he's a very weird looking 
He is very just. I mean, I hate to be a hack here, but fucking Dumbo looking motherfucker. It looks like he has like bat wings growing out of the side of his head. Yes, he does. But they're like still curled up. <laughs> no, he because like I was what I was referencing was like he lost uh twenty eight to three. He was the offensive coordinator in that twenty eight to three Super Bowl. Like he was the offensive coordinator for the Falcons, and the Forty ers hired him the very next day. Yeah, that's hilarious. Hey, it shows they uh, they know what they want. Yeah, and they want to lose Super Bowls. Quarterback. What do you have here on Skinny Testaverde? (laughs) He looks like if Abercrombie and Fitch grew a boil. (laughs) Oh, good old Jimmy Garoppolo. Nah, it is, of course, Jimmy G. The G, of course, stands for God damn it. (laughs) God damn it. That's all I have on Jimmy Garoppolo. I didn't even get to roast his fucking porn star with uh, the biggest badonkadonks I've ever seen in my life. Badonkadonks are butts, right? Badonkadonks can be used in any context, in my opinion. But I think badonkadonks are butts. How about badonkadonks? Those just look like straight up like balloons. (laughs) Oh, boy. Not so slim Kardashian. (laughs) She looks like... Like, tell me her face doesn't kind of look like that surprise Wendy Williams face. <laughs> Kiara Mia, of course, a porn star that Jimmy Garoppolo went went out on a date with one uh, time. And she said a lot of good things about him. Yeah, she did. So he was a good performer, and I took that to mean more than one thing. I think a lot of people did. Yeah. Actually, I took that to mean only one thing because I've seen him play football before. Oh, I thought maybe he was good at karaoke or something, too. Oh, okay. What would Jimmy Garoppolo's karaoke song be? Journey. Oh, it's got to be. So as someone who's DJed for six years, and I can't believe that's a sentence I say, I am fucking over Don't Stop Believing. Yeah, but that seems, I mean, he just seems like that canned douche that that would be the one he, he works on at home. He's got to be a total douche. Yeah, I mean... Look at him. Yep. Speaking of look at him, uh, Trey Lance. He looks like he has to say the sentence, I can read more than most adults ever have to. <laughs> Must mean he's a Steelers fan. Um, This is a very specific reference, and I think you're in that sweet spot where you might get it. Trey Lance looks like Nelly if Kelly Rowland never thought about him. <laughs> All right. Yep. I'm glad you got that. I'm glad you got that. Hell yeah. Running back. Out this week, but we're going to roast him anyway. Elijah Mitchell. With his knee and concussion issues, his chances of playing this week are much like his beard. Spotty at best. (laughs) (laughs) But who is playing this week? Good old Jeff Wilson. Uh... Jeff Wilson Jr. looks like the kind of dude who still yells at people for playing with his toys. <laughs> like Juju Smith-Schuster with his bike. He looks like he has like an action figure collection where he's like, don't touch him. <laughs> that sounds like what I would be like if I had an action figure collection. Like, don't touch him. <clears throat> yeah, like his whole bonus check just went to like the Ronin Warriors with snap-on armor. And he's like, don't, you can't. You know, they're, they're positioned just right. Don't. Um... 
The name Jeff Wilson sounds like a dude who would get mad at Jeff Wilson if he kneeled. <laughs> I'm Jeff Wilson. My profile picture is of me in sunglasses in my driver's seat, and that's my entire personality. Jeff Wilson sounds like the name of somebody who has more than one flag in front of their house. <laughs> uh, I completely forgot to put this guy. Oh, Jermichael Hasty, Go for it. I did not forget Jermichael Hasty, but Lloyd, what do you got? Stop it. Just fucking stop it. From the fucking stupid name, the stupid way it's spelled, to your stupid hair, to your big dumb smile. Just fucking stop it. <laughs> you just wasn't so much a burn as just my reaction to seeing it. Just stop. Just stop existing. Uh, I have one more that I completely forgot to add to the slideshow. And I here at Fuckulate the Bengals, I admittedly don't give fullbacks enough love. I gave this fullback a little bit of love. One of the more unique players in the NFL, Kyle Juszczyk. Do you know him? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk is number 44, which is how many times it takes me to spell his goddamn name right. Hey, you know, if there's one thing Polish people got right, it's last names. Yep. Spell Juszczyk. <clears throat> no. <laughs> J-U-S-C-Z-Z-C-Z-Y-K. I think I, yeah, I got that right. Something like that. I know that uh, before one of the fights, they had like a the 205-pound champion before Glover Teixeira just won was a Polish guy, uh, Jan Blachowicz, and they had like a Polish pride thing. Okay. It's like there was a bunch of different athletes like uh, Ron Gorkowski, <clears throat> Yana Jacek, a bunch of like different ones, and I saw his name come up, and I'm like, who the fuck? And I saw San Francisco. I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, it was so many unnecessary letters and last names that <laughs> – like, it was it was like visually like dis- disruptive to watch. Like yes. when they put their names up as the people were saying something, you're like, ah, got it. Yeah, it looks like somebody spilt uh, spilt like a box a box of the alphabet cereal or something. Like, yep. Uh, Kyle Scrabble, as we're gonna call him. There we go. Uh, Kyle Usechek. This is true. Attended Harvard University, a college he was able to get into after he spelled his own goddamn name right. <laughs> I bet he's the only one there who could do it, too. Yep. Wide receiver. Debo Samuel. There's only one Debo. You can't just call yourself Debo. Wait. Hold on. Wait. Never mind. His real name is Tyshun Raekwon. Yeah, call yourself anything you fucking want, man. That was a fucking nightmare. (laughs) He was named after uh, that that Ice Cube and Chris Tucker movie, wasn't he? Yeah, Friday. Yes. Debo. Tiny Zeus Lister. I, I did not watch that movie because that came out a little bit before my time. I only know two things about that movie. By Felicia and the damn gif. And you are way too white. No, how do you usually say it? Yeah, you don't even get it for this one. Friday, <laughs> Friday, Friday, like, I don't care how old you are. You should know Friday. True. Uh... Debo Samuel is number 19, which coincidentally is the same number of muscles in his body that have never been torn. (laughs) Dude's always hurt. Yeah. And next up, wide receiver. I like this dude, but we're going to roast him. Brandon Ayuk. He looks like Mike Tomlin in a bad Jermichael Hasty wig. (laughs) Uh, Brandon Ayuk's hair looks like I took a picture of a firework 10 seconds too late. (laughs) Or three seconds too early. I like it. 
very true. Yeah. Tight end. What do you have here on Hot John Holmes? <laughs> uh, George, Co- he's the he's like the trailer park version of that rich kid at school whose dad owns everything, so he bullies people. Okay. Like, his dad owns the trailer park and sets lot rent. <laughs> <clears throat> like, he's not actually rich, but, like, he got to go to a Kid Rock concert in a booth. Like, he gets to be on the lawn for a fucking NASCAR event. Okay. Not real rich, but, you know, and he threatens people. My dad will late raise your lot rent. You'll have to move your trailer. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> George... Uh, in his Wikipedia picture, George Kittle wore an Ed, Ed, and Eddie shirt, which coincidentally were the 49ers' three offensive coordinators during the fourth quarter of Super Bowl 54. <laughs> nice. I think they replaced him with Plank. <laughs> <sighs> you get Ed, Ed, and Eddie references. I'm proud of you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, normally, we would cut it off here because we write, we've written a lot of burns. But there's one defensive player I would like to talk about. Let's go. Defense. Nick, make America great again. Bosa. What do you do? You have anything on Nick Bosa? No. Uh, Nick, uh, Nick Bosa's girlfriend uh, had old racist tweets surface where she used the N word. She quoted like one of her friends saying that she was a. Uh, She's like, I'm an N word magnet or something like that. Jesus. And she quoted that and had like laughing emojis or something like that. It was a lot. But Nick Bosa's girlfriend had old racist tweet service where she used the N-word. Coincidentally, Nick Bosa uses the same method to try and find girlfriends. <laughs> All right, let's see who tweeted the N-word six years ago. Oh, she's cute and racist. Then he checks with his brother to make sure it's okay. That's right. Joe, Joey Bosa, more like mostly Noza. Yeah. Yeah. But Lloyd, oh. all that aside, I think we got him pretty good. You think we got him pretty good? I think so. Predictions and bullshit. Honestly, this is a game that could go either way. Because if I'm not mistaken, didn't the 49ers... Did they beat the Seahawks last week? I don't know why I'm forgetting this. Yeah, I didn't. They lost to the Seahawks last week. Uh, So... This is people are saying like the Bengals could lose. People are saying the Bengals could win. This is a game. I mean, this is painfully obvious because everyone just said this is a game that could go either way. Yeah, and uh, I don't know why. I just I, I have an extra good feeling that they'll beat the Forty ers I have a decent feeling of that too. It'll be interesting to see. You just have to figure out how to contain. And not even Jimmy Garoppolo because I think the two players you have to actually the three players you have to contain. Are Debo Samuel, George Kittle, and Jeff Wilson. I think if you contain those three players, you have a very good shot of winning. Because those, those are the three clearly best players. I mean, like as far as this week is concerned, on the offense. Yeah. So I think if you contain those three players, um, it could work out. It might not work out. Who the fuck knows? Uh. I'm going to – normally I try to, like, temper my optimism. This week I'm not going to. I think it will be a fairly average to below average scoring game. I'm going to say Bengals 40 
Bengals 24, 49ers, negative three. All right. I like that. My player of the game is going to be T. Higgins. He's going to have 10 receptions for 920 yards. Damn. Two touchdowns. Three interceptions. All right. Bold prediction. Defensive player drops a pass into the hands of Jamar Chase this time. And bold prediction. Game winning field goal game winning field goal by Kay Adams. Okay. I like it. I like it. What's your prediction, Lloyd? Uh I'm gonna say Bengals thirty four. Uh San Francisco twenty one. Okay. My real prediction, Bengals twenty four, forty nine ers twenty. All right. Uh my bold prediction is that uh, Joe Mixon meets up with Bosa's girlfriend on the sidelines Ooh. and knocks her clean <laughs> the fuck out. Lloyd, yes, please. Oh, yeah. Yes, please. Wait, are they going to meet in front of a restaurant? Yeah, they're going to meet right in front of like, one of the like French fry stands or something at the stadium. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Joe Mixon knocks him out. Nick Bosa dates him. Yep. Neither are ideal, but I know which side of the fence I'm on, and for people who've had you know a response from using the N word a lot, very true. Finalmente, plugs. Lloyd, obviously, listen to the bastard sermon. Um, that's pretty much all my. That's all I got. For pretty you. much all your plugs. <clears throat> um, I have a hell of a lot of shows coming up. I'm gonna be in Chicago next week. Come see me. I'll be at the Epiphany Center for the Arts on December 15th. Comedy Bar, January 16th. Or December 15th, I'll be at Epiphany okay. Center for the Arts. Comedy Bar, December 16th. Lincoln Lodge, December 18th. Uh, Motor Pub for Motormouth on December 23rd. I'll be at Go Bananas on the 25th with Rand Barnaclo. Oh, yeah. Uh, come to that Christmas show. I'll be doing a run of shows in Michigan later part of the year. Um, uh, Blind Pig on Monday the 27th. 28th, I will be at uh, Dexter. Uh, it's a beer garden in Dexter, Michigan. Doing a small sh- uh, couple shows up there. Uh, here's a first. I've been doing comedy almost 10 years. And I have a first. I'm not featuring yet. But, for the first time ever, on January 5th, I'm closing a pro-am. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Very Those excited. Those are so much fun, too. Oh, the pro-ams are so much fun. And I get to do probably 15, 20 minutes, but it'll be so much fun. I'm going to invite a shit ton of people, so come on out to see that. We're officially over an hour in, so you guys have listened to us enough. We I got shit to do, So and Lloyd's got to get to some fights. But for now, Lloyd... Alex. I think we only have one thing left to say. Fuck you, San Francisco 49ers. We We like the Bengals. Wow, man. Fuck you. We like the Bengals.